Apostle Mrs. Leanne Kofi, the founder and general overseer of the Lord's Garden Ministries, a ministry which is focused on bringing back the glory of God into the lives of people who have been battered by the world. She's a healing apostle and ministers powerfully to break people free from demonic oppressions. We believe you'll be blessed as you listen to today's word. Now, today's word. beloved we are thankful to God for life amen it is because of the mercies of the Lord that we are not consumed we thank him that great is his faithfulness and his mercies that are renewed every morning you're welcome to church without walls of the Lord's garden ministries and I thank God for your life and I thank God for your family this morning I have a word for you from the heart of God and I have had this word ringing my spirit for the past four or five days and it's encouraged my heart and I know that by his grace it will also encourage yours this morning. This one my message is titled Be of Good Cheer. If you have somebody with you where you are, look at that person, tell the person be of good cheer. Praise the Lord. Reading from the Gospel of St. John chapter 16 the verse 32 to 33. Jesus was speaking to his disciples And he said to them, Behold, the hour cometh, yes, and now is come, that you shall be scattered, every man to his own, and shall leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things are spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Say, be of good cheer, because I have overcome the world the world be of good share beloved it's a word of encouragement jesus was speaking at this time to his disciples about things that were to come after his departure and i believe that in our lives today if there's anything that we also need we need these words of christ to ring deep within our spirits to strengthen us and to help us Jesus was talking about a time that was coming after he he's left a time of tribulation, a time where they will be scattered. And he said to them that these things I've spoken to you, that you might have peace, that you might understand that I know these things are coming already and I've already performed my good counsel concerning those times. Hallelujah. 
Beloved, God knows the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end. He said, be of good cheer. Now, then in the verse 4, it said, but these things I've spoken to you, that when the time shall come, you may remember also that I told you of them. And these things I said not unto you in the beginning because I was with you. But now I'm going my way to him that sent me. And none of you asked me, where are you going? But because I've said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Sorrow had filled their heart. Today, a lot of people have sorrow, anxiety filling our hearts. For three and a half years, they had been with Jesus. But now he was more or less saying goodbye to them. And not only was he saying goodbye, he was also talking about persecutions and troubles to come. But within that word that he was given to them of persecutions and trials to come, he still gave them hope. And beloved, that is how it is in life. Despite the odds, you must always maintain that sense of hope within your spirit because there's nothing that is hopeless. Once you have God with you, nothing, no situation is a hopeless situation. And Jesus promised them the coming of the Spirit. He said to them that nevertheless, it is expedient for you that I go. Because if I do not go, he will not come. But if I go, the Comforter will come to you. I will send him to you. And he will come to reprove the world of sin and of judgment. And then he said he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. So even though Jesus was saying, I'm leaving you, troubles and persecutions, trials and afflictions are coming. But I, I am sending to you a helper. I am sending to you a counselor. I am sending to you somebody who will stand with you. Troubles are coming, yes. Troubles have come, yes. Persecutions, yes. But in it all, Jesus was saying that there's an assurance of his presence who will be with them and his power that will be at work for them. So he says to them, be of good cheer. And this one, that's a word I feel in my spirit to speak to you to your family, be of good cheer, be of good cheer, be encouraged in your spirit despite the odds that may be against you, keep your spirit up, amen, don't give in to fear, don't give in to anxiety, don't give in to depression, don't give in to despair, because sometimes things or issues will bring you to that point, financial issues, health issues, marital issues, so many issues, and in our time, in this present time, the whole world over, People are falling into depression, despair, discouraged because things are just not the way they were or the way we perceive they should be. Things are not the same. But nevertheless, this one, I bring you God's word. Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Encourage yourself in the Lord, in your spirit, in your mind, in your heart. Encourage yourself. Be of good cheer. It's so important, beloved, that we keep our spirit up. Bible says a man's spirit will keep him, a person's spirit will keep him in time of infirmity. But a broken spirit or a wounded spirit who can bear, your strength comes from within, your inner man, within your spirit. And so if your spirit man breaks down in discouragement, in despair, in depression, your, your mind and your, your body follows suit. Many of the infirmities and the diseases that people may be feeling today is not necessarily anything physical, but it's because we are losing hope. We are, you know, failing, you know, in strength within our inner man. And that's what this morning, beloved, I bring you this word from God. Be of good cheer. Amen. Just be of good cheer. Keep your heart in the right place. 
and that is in the knowledge of the presence of God with you. He was saying, keep your heart in the knowledge that my presence will be with you. I'm sending to you the helper. I'm sending to you the comforter. I'm sending to you the teacher. I'm sending you the paraclete, the one who walk alongside of you. I am not leaving you alone. He said, I will come back to you. Knowing that God is with us, beloved, will give us that encouragement within our spirit. Amen. And furthermore, Jesus was telling them or also told them that, listen, whatever you ask in my name after I'm gone, the Father will also give it to you. Amen. The Father will also give it to you. And so in it all, he was telling them that it's like we say good news and bad news. But that the good news in Christ always outweighs the bad news. Put your hands together this morning and give the Lord a praise. Amen. You know, life itself sometimes and most of the time presents us with um, situations that, you know, tend to push us into a place of not being of good cheer. Life will always present one thing or the other. The daily struggles of life are real. I mean, they are so real and very challenging. And it's either you overcome your issues or your issues overcome you. These days, whenever I'm going to sleep, there's one prayer I tell God before I, I shout myself, Lord, let tomorrow be better than today. Why? Because every day you hear something else, somebody this, something that, somebody this. So I said, Lord, I beg of you, tomorrow, let tomorrow be better than today was. Amen. Because you, you, you just are you know, bombarded with different, different, different news all around. But in it all, God says we ought to be of good cheer. We need to overcome the issues of life. Otherwise, the issues of life will overcome us. If you don't overcome the issues, the issues overcome you. Jesus says that be of good cheer, overcome the issues of life with right thinking, right feeling, and a right attitude. Right thinking, right feeling, and a right attitude. You know, an antidote to trouble or to very challenging situations in life is to be of good cheer. It's a strong antidote to trouble. Because as for trouble, as Job's friend told him, that trouble is bound to come. He said, man is born unto trouble. As surely as sparks of fire fly upwards. You cannot avoid trouble. If, if you, you are avoiding trouble, trouble will look for you and find you. Somebody say, I was sitting my somewhere, literal English, meeting me baby. And trouble came. And that's how life sometimes is. But nevertheless, in spite of it all, God says, be of good cheer. Amen. Be of good cheer in challenging, troubling times as we are in. Be of good cheer. This morning, let this go deep into your spirit. Be of good cheer. Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul's trials were many. And if you look at the man's ministry, you wonder how he was able to finish his race, as he said. Because his trials were many. In the book of Acts chapter 23, from the verse 1 to 11, there's an account of Paul being brought before the Sahindrin. And as they were asking him questions, Ananias, the high priest, said, asked that he should be slapped in the mouth. And truly they slapped him, pam, in, his, in, in the mouth. And Paul said, why, why, why do you smite me? Why? And he said, this is wrong. If you judge by the law, you say you are sitting in judgment. Why do you, no, let me be slapped against the law? And those who are around, of course, the psychopaths say, why are you speaking against the high priest? You know something, beloved? In life, when we 
we encourage wrongdoing, wrong will always come to us. Yeah. No matter which side of the fence you sit on, what is right is right. And what is wrong is wrong. The high priest had him slapped. They were questioning him. He was answering. And for no reason, he was slapped. He said, why do you slap me? And others said, why? Why are you trying to challenge the high priest? And then it became, you know, a whole tussle. And I want to put this in because I am very concerned about the state of our nation today. You know, Ghana is Ghana. We are one nation. We are Ghanaians and we live in this nation. We don't have any other nation. Wherever you go, you are called a foreigner. But in Ghana, you are a citizen. Listen, we must make Ghana livable. But if we allow politics and politicians by will of their desires to divide us, we will make Ghana unlivable. I have been amazed at what is going on. I've been amazed by people's attitudes, even men of God and people who ought to be able to speak the truth. Last week, I was appalled that someone should carry a gun to a polling center and fire a warning shot and everybody's quiet. The police are doing nothing. So what if everybody starts carrying guns and shooting, firing shot anytime they feel threatened? I have nothing against anyone, but listen, truth is truth. And it's the truth that sets us free. And until we come to the place of truth and justice as a nation, we will rule the days when we sat on the fence and kept quiet because we belong to this party or that party. Ghana is not about any party. Ghana is about Ghanaians, every human being in this nation. How can we go about toting guns? If we go about toting guns and if I feel threatened, I'll shoot. If someone also feels threatened, they'll shoot. Some will be arrested, some won't be arrested. Then eventually, we will be a, a lawless nation where everybody can carry a gun and shoot at will. Maybe today is a warning shot. Tomorrow it might be an aim shot. So I, I want to implore every Ghanaian that despite of our political affiliations, let's speak the truth and let the right thing be done. We say Ghana is about freedom and justice. I pray it be so. I pray it be so. And those who sit in authority in high places, Peace Council and all the councils, every council in this nation that should make sure that this nation has peace, let's do the right thing. Let's speak the truth. I adjure you. Let's speak the truth. And I call every woman in this nation to rise up and pray. I'm saying women. Why am I saying women? I'm sidetracking for my message, but this is on my heart. Why am I saying women? You see, because whenever there's war, there's anarchy and chaos in any nation. It is women and children who suffer. And so it's up to us women to get up our loins and pray. We need to pray as women in this country before we find ourselves homeless on the streets, running into the sea, as I always say, because we can't go to Togo, we can't go to any other nations around us. They can't contain us. Where are we going? So let the truth be truth. Let the truth be truth. And let everybody do the right thing. It's God who appoints. It's God who sets up kings. It is not by dint or force. Let everybody speak the truth. And I'm not speaking to any I'm talking to all parties. Everybody put down your guns. The only people that are allowed to hold guns in this country 
is the police and the soldier and even them they they hold it in an orderly manner they don't go about shooting by heart and this is a word to the wise in jesus name amen ananias had paul slapped for no reason so why do you slap me and the people said why are you reviling the high priest and paul said no i didn't know that he was a high priest <laughs> because it said that don't speak evil of the ruler of your people why he said i didn't know he was a high priest because he, he in his mind a high priest should not do that well this thing started a whole contention between the sadducees and pharisees because he immediately took cover and said that he's a pharisee a son of a pharisee and it became a whole breakout however there was a great cry and then the captain the chief captain said no this man can be torn in pieces go and hide him in the castle let him be hidden and that night that night whilst he was hidden in the castle 40 men in fact over 40 men decided that they would not eat they, they took an oath that they will not eat or drink until paul is killed they took an oath a curse unto themselves but that night whilst paul was in prison he was there the lord appeared to him and said to him be of good cheer paul and i'm speaking to this nation i'm speaking to every Ghanaian. i'm speaking to you be of good cheer he said to Paul, be of good cheer. Let us be of good cheer. Have a right mindset, a right attitude, a right thinking, and right doing. Then it shall be well with us. He said, be of good cheer. He said to Paul, he said, as you have testified of me in Jerusalem, so must you also bear witness of me in Rome. What God was saying to him, it was an assurance from God. He was saying to him that you have begun a good work. I've sent you on a mission. You've begun and you'll finish it. He who has begun a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. This morning, I speak to you and to your family and to your house that the Lord who has begun a good work in you, he will be faithful to complete it. The word who has begun a good work in this nation, we say Ghana is a nation that belongs to God, will be faithful to complete every assignment and everything that he desires for us. Hallelujah. Paul was on a mission. His life was endangered many times, but he remained strong and resolute because of the strength of his inner man. His spirit was not broken at all by the pressures, the persecution, and the dangers he had to go through. His spirit was not broken. I, I, I tell you this, let your spirit remain unbroken in the face of adversity. Because if whenever your spirit is broken, listen, there's nothing else that you can do. And the Lord said to him to strengthen his spirit, be of good cheer. You will finish my mission given to you. And I'm speaking to somebody this morning that be of good cheer. You will finish your race. You, you run your race, you finish it. You will live your full life. You will not be cut short. You will not die in the prime of your life. I'm speaking to somebody this morning. Whatever career you have begun, you finish and you finish well. Whatever it is, vision you have, you finish and you finish well. You will not be cut short. The Lord said, be of good cheer. You will finish my mission. Paul was of good cheer. And that is how come he was able to finish his assignment. The Spirit of God reminded me of the prophet Elijah. Elijah, when we hear of it, Elijah's name, great prophet. So these days, everybody's Elijah, this or Elijah, that. Because we, we know he's a great prophet. But you know, Elijah lost it at a point in life and ministry. He lost it. He did not finish his work. We talk about Elijah being taken up to heaven by chariots of, uh, chariots of fire and horses of fire. 
true. Elijah didn't die. But I realized that the Bible talks about Enoch who also didn't die. The Bible says Enoch did not see death because before he was taken up, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Enoch was taken up because he pleased God. The account of Elijah did not say that it was because Elijah pleased God, but on the contrary, Elijah said, Lord, I can't take it anymore. I can't do this ministry anymore. I am tired. After Elijah's great feat with the prophets of Baal and the prophets of the grove on Mount Carmel, where he, he, he called fire from heaven, fire came from heaven and, and, and devoured an altar that was soaked with water. After the bar prophets had called fire for a whole day, nothing happened. Proving that indeed Jehovah is God. I mean, it was, a, it was an amazing day. Right after that, Jezebel, the wife of the king, hears about this and said, send a message to Elijah and tell him that let the gods do so much to me and more also if I do not make your life as the life of one of those that you slew by t- tomorrow by this time. And these words... Mere words from a threat from Jezebel. But I was when he saw that he arose and went, he ran away for his life and came to Beersheba, which belonged to Judah. That's First Kings 19. That's where I'm at. Verse 3. And left his servant there. But he himself went on a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree. And he requested for himself that he might die. And he said, it is enough now, Lord. Take away my life, for I'm not better than my father's. This was a discouraged man. One, in one day, he was being healed. He had done sober. The next day, he was depressed. He wanted to die. He said, take away my life. I can't. He said, it is enough. Now, take away my life. I'm not better than my father's. Bible says he slept under the juniper tree. And God sent an angel to touch him and said, arise and eat. Praise God for God who sends his ministering spirits to strengthen us even in time of our weaknesses. Amen. So Elijah wanted to die. And the angel of the Lord came to him a second time and said, rise and eat. He ate. Then after that, he came to a cave and he lodged there. And the word of God came to Elijah, say, Elijah, what are you doing here? And listen to his words. He said, I've been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts and for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thy altars and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even only I am left. And they seek my life to take it away. He said that I am the only prophet left and even me, they want to kill me. And the Lord said, go and return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you come, anoint Hazel to be king over Syria. And Jehu, the son of Nimshi, you shall anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shepherd of Abel, Meholah, shall you anoint to be a prophet in your room. So that means that it was because Elijah said to God that he can't take it anymore. So God said, okay. Two times, God asked, what are you doing here? And every time he repeated the same thing, that they are after my life to kill me. I am tired. It's enough. So God said, okay, then go and anoint Elisha in your place. Go and anoint Elisha in your place. And that's how come Elijah went, sought Elisha, threw his mantle over Elisha, and Elisha started following him. And that's how come Elijah was taken up to heaven. And Elisha continued the ministry of Elijah. He gave up. He gave up. A great prophet, anointed, doing mighty miracles. Yet he could not hold his place. He had to be taken off the scene 
because he gave up. He became discouraged in his spirit. He, 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 he felt threatened, became discouraged and said, no, I can't take it anymore. Beloved, if you do not receive the word of God within your spirit to be of good cheer, you might also not finish what you've begun. Many of us fin you know, stop things in the middle. Sometimes you start a business with one, one failure, you stop. And even marriage, you, you get married and first two quarrels and issues, I say, I, I walk. That's a word, I walk. We, we, we tend to want to quit more than pursue. Elijah, despite his greatness, his anointing, and everything that he had and had done and could do, gave up. He couldn't take it anymore. He couldn't hold his place. And he had to be taken off the scene by God. Beloved, be of good cheer this morning. All that Elijah saw was the negativity around him. And sometimes it's so easy to see the negativity around us more than what we can do or what we have or what God is doing. All he saw was that he said, Lord, I've been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant. They have thrown down your altars and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, only I, am left. And even me, they seek after my life. Take it away, to take it away, to kill me. That was all he was seeing, the pursuit of the enemy. That's all he was seeing. But he had forgotten the God who answered him by fire. This why I pray that may you not forget the God who held you in time past. May you not forget the God who saved you. May you not forget who delivered you in that time past, who provided for you in that day when you thought nothing was coming. Don't forget it. Elijah forgot it for a moment and he said, I am done. I can't do it anymore. Two times God asked him, Elijah, what are you doing here? And his answer was the same. God said, okay, go ahead and stand before me on the mountain. But I was at the presence of the Lord passed by. But I was there was a strong wind that broke mountains and broke rocks in pieces before the Lord. And despite the power of God that he saw, he was still seeing the negativity. There's so much that God is doing in your life, beloved. If only you open your eyes to see it and receive that rather than the negative things that are happening around you. Be of good cheer. And don't let anyone take your place. Because if you don't encourage yourself in your heart, if your spirit doesn't rise up in strength, you will give up. People have died before their time because of discouragement and depression. People have gone mentally, you know, ill and could not... You no, know, finish their life's course because they were discouraged. Go to the psychiatric hospital and you will see many people there, especially women, brokenhearted. My husband did this and they are off, bam, and they are there. And you've left your children at home and you are in the psychiatric. Listen, this, I'm speaking to every man, every woman, every girl, every boy. Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Don't let anyone take your place. Amen. Whatever God has assigned you to do, you will do it. It will not be easy. Who said life was easy? Nobody promised you an easy life. God hasn't promised us an easy life. So I don't know why people think that life should be all easy and all rosy. Have you not heard that great proverb or adage by our forefathers say, Obray or life is war. Won't say that. That's true. Obray or 
literal translation, life is war. It is tough. Life is tough. It's not easy. But the good news I have for you today is that through Jesus, we have been made overcomers. And even though life is not easy, you've been given the power to overcome and the strength to overcome. And if only you hold on to his word in times of trouble, in times of adversity, you will overcome. Don't let anyone take your place. Don't let anyone take your place. The apostle Paul himself exhorted a group of men that he was shipwrecked in, with. In the book of Acts chapter 27, Bible says that he told them that they should not move on, you know, on the journey, but they didn't listen to him. And when they set forth on the journey, a storm hit them. And it was so serious. And everyone was afraid for their lives. The Bible said, after a long time, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said to them, men, says, you should have listened to me. And I have moved on from Crete. We would have suffered all this loss that we are. And now, therefore, I exhort you. He said, I'm giving an exhortation. Pardon me. <coughs> and an exhortation means that he was lifting them up, lifting up their heart. He said, I exhort you, be of good cheer. He said, be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss to any man's life among you, but just the ship and its contents. Then he said the reason why he was telling them, be of good cheer. He said, for there stood by me this night an angel of the God whose I am and whom I serve. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody put your hands together. He said, there stood by me this night the angel of the God whose I am and whom I serve. He was certain in his sonship or in his, in his relationship with God. He said, I am a servant of God. I belong to God. And he has sent his angel to me. And so I believe. Listen, you must know who you are, child of God. He said, the angel of the Lord, of the God whose I am and whom I serve. Let us know who we are in God. Because that will help you not to fall into despair. He said, the angel of the God whose I am and whom I said." said to me, fear not, Paul, for you must be brought before Caesar. And behold, God has given you the life of all those who are with you in this ship. The angel said to him, that, listen, you have been sent on a mission. You have been sent to go to Rome. God said to him before that you have testified of me in Jerusalem. You will testify of me also in Rome. But in, on the journey to Rome, that was the problem. The ship was caught in a storm. Is he going to give up and think, hey, am I going to die? Hey, I'm going to die. That would be the natural and the normal tendency. But listen, because he had heard the word of God, God said, be of good cheer, for you have testified of me in Jerusalem, and you testify of me also in Rome. Between Jerusalem and Rome, there could be a shipwreck, there could be a car crash, there could be no food, there could be famine, and I'm talking about our lives, the journey, the promise, and the fulfillment of promise. Between the promise and the fulfillment of promise, many things can and will happen in between. But listen, you will get there. I said you will get there. That promise of God shall be fulfilled. He said, there stood by me this night, the angel of the God whom I serve and whose I am. And he said, fear not, you will be brought 
before Caesar in Rome. And God has given you all the men that are with you. So he said, he said again, wherefore says, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. For I believe God. He said, for I believe God. I love this one. I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Do we believe God? Are you believing God? Do you believe God? You must believe God. Because it is only when you believe God that you'll be of good cheer. But when the enemy succeeds in causing you to believe other things, the things you see, the things you hear, the negative things that you see, the negative things that are happening, the persecution, the trial, the troubles, you will not be of good cheer. But be of good cheer, beloved, is so important to your being, your whole being, as well as to the fulfillment of your destiny. So this morning, I, I come to you with a spirit of encouragement that let your heart be strong. Amen. Let your heart be strengthened in your faith in God. I believe God that it shall be as it's been told me. It shall be as it's been told me. I believe God. I choose to believe God over my situations. I choose to believe God over circumstances. Because looking at situations can even kill you before the situations even become issues. But I believe God. Let your heart be strong this morning. And for you who is mourning, let your heart be comforted. Be of good cheer. Be encouraged. Be of good cheer. You've lost a dear one. You've lost a loved one. Be of good cheer. Maybe you are sick. Be of good cheer. Let your spirit and your soul be comforted. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Let it be encouraged. David Bible says, encourage himself in the Lord. And I always tell the church that, listen, if you are always waiting for somebody to encourage you, you'll be waiting a long time. The long is long. Because everybody is busy about their business. Listen. Initially, everybody will come around, oh, sister, oh, brother. After three days, the number goes down. Four days, by two weeks, I'm telling you, maybe only one faithful soldier will be standing with you. After a while, they also leave. I always talk about the man who lay for 38 years by the pool of Bethesda. I said he didn't go there alone because he was lame. He was paralyzed. Somebody carried him there. And I always, you know, I, when I read the word of God, I like to you know, imagine things and, you know, just see it in the very, um, you know, in, in pictures, in, in films, because I'm a very literary person. I love literature. So, I imagine that his mother, his father, his brothers, his sisters, they carried him to that pool in faith. Oh, as soon as we go, our brother is going to be healed. So they got to the pool. Hey, hey, Domini, the pool was surrounded, filled. And then the angel came and stared the water after some days. Hey, somebody, hey, oh yeah, 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 push, push. Boom, somebody went in. After a month of that, mm, they start thinking. Two months, the father said, Kwabina, Ejumane said, the business is going bad. I need to go to see the family. But after all, as you are here, we need to feed you. It's money we're going to use to feed you, Kwabina. So I have to go and work the farm, do the family business. So I can send money to your mother and your sister so they can take care of you. You understand me? Not that I don't love you, I love you, but you know. So, oh yeah, daddy, you. Bye. So the father left. After a while, the sister said, Kwabina, you know how much I love you, but you know, remember Joe, he's proposed. I have to go and get married. Kwabina, I beg you, let me go and get married. Oh, go, go, sister, go. I, I don't want to stand in the way of your mind. She left. 
Then the brother took him, said, Come now, I've got a, 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 a visa, an opportunity to travel somewhere. Charlie, if I don't go, this is it all. So, go. He also left. That was left with mama. You know, mommy's the sticko. She was sticking by him, bathing him, helping him, waiting. That in the day the angel stares the water, she will, by her you know, small strength, push, push, and get him in. Or maybe get people. Then she heard that Sister AC was sending Papa food morning, afternoon, evening. Hey. And this is Stacy. She's a fine young girl. She's got a boy says, Papa, hear If I don't go home, this Stacy will scatter her home. So mommy said, I have to leave. And Koye with you. She left. That is how come the man was alone. So when Jesus said, Would you be healed? He said, I have no one. But he didn't go there alone. He didn't go there alone. What I'm telling you is that listen, in this life, you must learn. And quickly at that, to stand alone. Strengthen your heart. Encourage yourself and stand alone, you and God. Every other person around you is a blessing. It's a blessing. But, you know, anything can happen. Sometimes not intentionally, sometimes not deliberately that people want to leave you or abandon you. But sometimes even their own circumstances may even be more difficult than yours. They have to go and... You understand what I'm saying? And so, you need to learn to stand alone, you and God. Strengthen your spirit, yourself. Be encouraged in yourself. Be encouraged with the knowledge that God is with you. That when every person leaves you and you're alone, God is with you. You must encourage yourself daily in the knowledge that there are more for you than against you. So what if 10 people say they hate you? Tough. That's their problem. You have 100 more who say they love you. Are you understanding me? What if 100 people say they hate you? That is their problem. You have 300 more who love you. If I, what if everybody hates you? No problem. You love yourself. You love yourself like that. And God loves you. Listen, any way they take it, encourage yourself. Somebody was telling me a story about a, a child who has learned to encourage himself. Little boy, if you say you're going to punish him, it's okay. So today, you can't ride your bicycle. You say, oh, even I didn't even want to ride bicycle today. You say, okay, then you can't play with your PlayStation. Even my PlayStation, I'm fed up with it. So whatever you say, you say, oh, I didn't even want it anyway. So what are you going to do? Ha, what can you do? And we must adopt that strength of heart. You must adopt a tough skin in life. Life is not for the faint-hearted. Success is also not for the faint-hearted. Be of good cheer. Encourage yourself, be of good cheer in the knowledge that God will never leave you nor forsake you. Encourage yourself in the knowledge that God has not brought you this far to fail you. The God of yesterday is still the God of today and shall be your God tomorrow. Hallelujah. And that's why the psalmist says that though I walk in the midst of trouble, Lord, I know that you will revive me. He was encouraging himself. And said, so you will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand shall save me. He so said, even though I'm walking in the midst of trouble, yes, you revive me. We are walking in the midst of coronavirus, living with a daily threat over your life anytime you step out. But yet, God will revive us. God will save us. He will stretch forth his hand. 
and against the wrath and, and, and the danger of coronavirus. Sometimes I wonder, this virus doesn't have common sense. It's like a demon hitting here, hitting there. But listen, even though we walk in the midst of the troubles of this time, in the world over, God will revive us. God will give us daily strength. God will help us. Oh, put your hands together and give the Lord a praise this morning. I'm bringing my message to a close. And I love the verse 8 of Psalm 138. That's what I was talking from right now. He says, the Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Will perfect that which concerns me. Can I have the choir stand up and we are going to sing that. The Lord will perform that. It was my spirit this morning. Yes, the Lord will perfect that which concerns me. He said, thy mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Forsake not the works of your hands. David also says that I would have fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait, he says, wait, be of good courage, be of good cheer. He will strengthen your heart. Be of good cheer. Beloved, be of good cheer. Believe in the goodness of God. He said, I would have fainted. I would have given up. I would have killed over. But I believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So what if it didn't happen 2020 for you? 2021 is coming. Someone said, oh, but you know, I really had banged my hopes on getting married in 2020. Hey, praise God. If it comes, praise. if it doesn't come, hey, 2021 is coming. And it will be better in 2021. And it can also be better in 2020. Whichever year it comes, all good. It's all good. It's all good. Believe, beloved, to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. If you have come against any challenge, you are not the first and you will not be the last. But the difference between you and the other person or the other person that happened to is that you are going to overcome this one. You are going to rise above it. Oh, somebody give the Lord a mighty clap of rain. This one, I want us to make a decision today that we will be of good cheer. We will cast off all the neg neg negativity, all the negative thinking, and bring our thoughts into captivity to the, uh, under the scrutiny of the word of God. We will judge our thoughts by the word. If our thoughts do not match what God's word says, we will get rid of it. And we will believe the report of the Lord. When you put your thoughts and every situation around you under the scrutiny of the word of God, under that light, the light of God's word, you realize that those thoughts and those things, they hold no water. They hold no water. The enemy says you're going to die. You put it under the word of God. The word of God says you will not die. You will live to declare the goodness of the Lord. The word of God says that he has given you three score and ten by real strength more. The word of God says you will satisfy with long life. Ah, then that, that, that thought, that threat holds no water. It just vanishes. This morning, like Jesus said, he said, be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. Be of good cheer because Jesus, our Lord, our Savior has overcome the world and all its challenges, not for his sake, but for your sake, for the sake of your family, for the sake of your future, for the sake of a better future for you. Just be of good cheer, believing his word and doing his word. May the Lord bless us and may the Lord keep us in that spirit of the overcomer, in that spirit of the more than a conqueror, in the heart of faith to believe the word of God, the God whose we are and whom we serve. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Wow. Praise the Lord. Sometimes discouraged, but not defeated. Can you lift up your hands wherever you are at home.
Jehovah needs you your peace. Jehovah, I find your healer. In the Lord, the banner of victory. Your Jehovah Nisi. Your Jehovah Rapha. Your Jehovah Tikenu. Ah, he is your God. My we give you glory this morning, O God. That our lives are in your hands. And you perfect that with consensus. Your name be glorified this morning, O God. Your name be exalted. We receive strength this morning. By your spirit, O God. We receive faith in our spirit. This one we receive the strength of a good cheer within. Ah, the spirit of the overcome, knowing that nothing is too difficult for you, and nothing shall be too difficult for us. Nothing shall work against us, because Lord, you are for us. We will not fear, even though the mountains be removed and be cast into the sea. We shall not be afraid. We shall not be moved. You are God, Elohim. We give you glory this morning, O God. That our strength is of you. Our life is of you. You are the source of our life and the source of our strength. You are our peace in the midst of the storm. We give you glory this morning, O God. Our hearts are encouraged. Our hearts are strengthened. Our spirit receives strength this morning in your presence, O God. And by your word, we believe your word above situations. We believe your word above circumstances. We believe your word, O God, above every report. We believe your word. It is your counsel, O God, concerning our lives. That shall stand. Therefore, we say thank you, Lord, this morning. Oh, my son, God, your name be glorified. In the name of Jesus. This morning I want to pray over your life. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you for every life in this service, wherever they are. Lord, you are there with them. And I pray, my Lord and my God, that this morning release the strength of your spirit upon them. Let the yoke of discouragement break off their hearts and their minds. I pray, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Let the spirit of doubt leave their hearts. And every negativity that the enemy is throwing against us this morning, we forbid it. For your words, whatever we shall permit on earth shall be permitted. Whatever we forbid on earth shall be forbidden. We forbid the harassment of the enemy over your life, beloved, this morning, in the mighty name of Jesus. And I release the strength of God upon your spirit, man. And I pray this morning that may the hand of the Lord cover you preserve you protect you deliver you in the name of jesus i pray for a sound mind for you a mind that is able to make right judgments and i pray that may every depression lift off your mind i pray may every sickness leave your body may any situation that is bringing you down this morning i break its hold and its power over your life and i release you unto faith and I release you unto the spirit of joy, our thanksgiving and gladness and the voice of melody in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. And I pray over your life, beloved, that may the hand of the Lord bring to you all things that are needed for your particular and peculiar situation today in the mighty name of Jesus. May the Lord touch you. May the Lord help you. May the Lord heal you. May the Lord deliver you. The Lord make way for you in Jesus' mighty name. I command the blessing of God upon your life. You are blessed, you and your family. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to today's word. Connect with us on our website, www.tlgm.org. 
Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey. Oh, no.